This episode is based on a true story. Literally, it's based on a true story. What's up, guys, and welcome back to List This, where we list and you listen. I'm Josh, and as always, I'm joined by... Cameron and Jim. And today we're going to be listing our top five based on a true story... Uh, is it horror movies or just movies? Did we decide? Horror movies. I, I, went, with, I went with the horror movie okay, list, yeah. so cool. I figured it was appropriate for the Two month Two of us in. did. I mean... Mm, I mean... Yeah. I mean, I guess Pretty much all of mine are horror movies as well. Yeah, I lean, I lean in that direction. I've got, I think I've like one that might be stepping a little bit away from horror, but yeah, same here. I think uh, um, with the list tober kind of theme, I felt it um, necessary to yeah, yeah fitting to stay in the the scary genre. I like how you like. Okay, like I, I think all of mine. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to be like number three, Blindside with Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I did start looking up, like, based on a true story of movies, and I got none of them that were horror, and I'm like, I'm going to you know have what? to look up a different list. You probably shouldn't try to guess my uh, list. He's just <laughs> mad because you guessed it. disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, is Blindside <laughs> on there? No, I'm really you worried. Just, you furiously, just, you just like see it. me furiously, like, typing on my phone. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Gotta get, uh, gotta get a new choice. No, uh, Blindside is not. It did not make my list. <laughs> Spoilers. Jeez. But, uh, All right. But I do enjoy Anyways. that movie. Um, nice. So, yes. Top five based on a true story horrors. Uh, here we go. Number five. Number five. Um, so my number five is a movie that scared the crap out of me because um, as far as I remember... They used real audio from the event in like the credits, and I don't remember if it was in the movie, even in the credits. It's the Exorcism of Emily Rose, mm. and it was just terrifying. I think um, Tom Wilkinson is in it. If you know who that is, mm-hmm. it's one of those actors like you know who he is, but you don't know who he is. There's also someone else who I saw in that movie because I almost ended up watching uh, that. Jennifer one. Carpenter is also in it. I think she's best known for Dexter. Was it Laura, yes. Laura Linney? I think. Uh, was Laura Linney. Yeah, but no, I was thinking. Is in Swamp I was Thing. Thinking Carpenter. And, yeah, uh, and Truman Show. This is where I know oh, her from. Oh yeah. yeah, You know her from Swamp Thing too. Also that. Yeah. <laughs> from Swamp Thing, you know. Um, but it's just so it's based off of the exorcism of Anna Elizabeth Michelle. Um, who was a German woman. Um, she was diagnosed with epileptic psychosis. And um, she went through like all sorts of like psychiatric treatment and all that stuff. And it wasn't effective. So they called in a, a Catholic priest. And they started to do the, um, the exorcism. Now, if you look at the pictures of this woman like before and after, yeah. it's horrifying like the... Um, like degradation and uh, stuff that occurred. She's like, she looks like a skeleton, like a living skeleton. Also, we should probably say real quick, just a like possible content alert for the rest of this, because some of the stuff does go kind of heavy. Yeah. Like if you were to ever look up a picture of that, it's horrifying. Yeah. Just know that. And there might be other content in this that is too, a little different than some of the episodes we do. So yeah, that's that's probably a big move. Because didn't they also like, because the the actual movie itself is less, it's I don't want to say it's less about the actual exorcism, but it's more yeah. of like the after, like what they like the trial afterwards. I think so, right? Yeah. Because they like I, they performed I, like thirty some odd like. I or, think they I, do it in 
flashbacks. Yeah, maybe? yeah. But they did it, like it's ex- a it's a procedural drama yeah. done with horror flashbacks. Yeah. But it tells both possibilities of yeah. the tale. Yeah, because yeah. they did like in the real story they did like so many exorcisms on her, and she ended up dying afterwards. So that's why the uh, like the yeah. uh, the priest was on trial. Right. The priest afterwards. and her parents got six months uh, for negligent homicide, but it was reduced to three years of. Uh, of probation. Three months. And pr- reduced to three months of probation. Oh, uh, this says three years. Wikipedia is wrong. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Shame. But yeah. her parents didn't get anything, actually. Her parents were let off before the trial. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, prosecution said that they felt like the parents had suffered enough at That's that point. That's fair. Yeah. So yeah. the parents yeah. I mean, were let off. Yeah. Like, going yeah. through that many exorcisms is... Um, it's still really messed up. Yeah, I but. just... I remember seeing that movie and the fact that they use, like, real audio in it from, like, the exorcism and Pretty stuff. Pretty bone-chilling. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like, it went to my core. And, yeah. And so that's why it's on my list. Because it cool. is based off of a true... I thing. actually it's almost good. ended up watching that movie um, in preparation for this list. It's um, pretty good. I'm not a big fan of, like, court drama movies. Like, I went yeah. in, I, I know this is really off topic, but, like, I went in really excited for Lincoln, like, the Spielberg movie Lincoln, yeah. and I was bored to tears because it was just, like, a oh, I love Lincoln. I didn't, it's yeah. great. I fell asleep. Anyway. I mean, it's a political <laughs> film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, yep. good, good one to start us out with. Um, thank you for reminding me of, like, the spooky, like, the trigger warning, I guess. Content alert, yeah. just in case. Yeah. I mean, our episodes <laughs> are usually pretty clean. This one's a little heavier, though. Yeah, Can so we so get out a little siren every time yeah. something scary pops up? Yeah, there you go. It's going to be just the whole episode. Content alert. Um, <laughs> cool. So moving on into my number five. So I want to preface this with saying that, like, I watched a specific movie in this series, but I want to talk about kind of the, uh, the, main, the main movie in the series, but it's Child's Play. Um, which is, you know, as everyone knows, the you know Chucky, Chucky the doll comes to life, you know, terrorizes. Um, the one that I watched though was The Bride of Chucky with Jennifer Tilly, where he marries. Yeah. So, but like when I saw that Child's Play came up on it, so that was the root of like what brought the rest of these movies series on. So I feel like it fits that I was able to talk about this. But what I found interesting is that this is actually based on somewhat of a true story. Yeah. Um, where um, a family in the 19... Oh, no, that was when the movie was released. <laughs> 1906. Um, so they had a, uh, one of their uh, family servants, a Bahamian, I think is what the where, where they're from, like gave the child a doll. And she was like an expert, I guess, in like voodoo and stuff like that. It was a creepy looking doll. Like you can look at pictures of it. It's pretty creepy looking. Mm-hmm. Um, but... They basically, not with the exception of like the stabbing and the killing, like the idea of like the child like coming or like the, the dog coming alive and kind of, you know, like speaking with the child. And so like they kind of freaked the parents out and stuff like that. And later in life, from what I was reading, they, um, it didn't end once the child grew up. Like the child moved back after his parents died and uh, uh, found the doll again. Um, it was in the attic and... It was saying that guests were hearing unexplained footsteps, like laughter and movement upstairs, which is like from where the doll was at. So like, you know, this the idea of like the potential for this doll to actually be alive by way of voodoo is even more intense because we have like all kinds of voodoo stories and stuff too. But yeah, yeah. I watched The Bride of Chucky um, in that series, so I never got a chance to watch the original Child's Bride Play. of Chucky is actually my favorite one in the series. <laughs> Cameron keeps giving us his face every time we say Bride of Chucky, so... 
Such a weird film. How much, really did, how much did you enjoy the guy getting hit by the 18 wheeler? Wasn't oh that ridiculous? God. Yeah. Just the that whole, whole like everything series. about that. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, it's start, Child's Play, the first one was a satire in itself. It was meant to be a satire. Yeah. And it was meant to be like overbearingly ridiculous, which it was. But then the movies have just gotten even worse and worse. Mm-hmm. And up until now, where we now have Terminator. The Chucky movie, basically, is all it is. Because yeah. he's like a robot doll the now. The Mark he's Hamill like, one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the new one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah he's yeah, like yeah, some yeah. kind of Terminator robot toy. He's like yeah. an iPhone, kind of. But I just thought it was Sweet. interesting that, like, rooting back to the story, yeah. like, created this type of movie, which is... Yeah, well, I mean, I don't... Obviously, really like... So, all of the, like, I feel like a lot of these movies we're potentially going to be talking about, we're going to be taking with a grain of salt. Because we don't know how much of, like... The, like the movie was like taken from the like the actual story. Like, really you know matter. what I mean? It's I mean, like it's, if it was inspired by the event, I yeah, think it qualifies. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, no yeah, we're small. looking for inspiration or based yeah. on. Usually, if it says yeah. inspired by, it's going to be less true yeah. to the story. Yeah, yeah. I was say, but like based on some of the stuff, you you're, like it's it, it makes you kind of wonder, like especially with something like this, like mm-hmm. is there like did there just happen to be a correlation, or was this Child's Play movie yeah. really like inspired by? Yeah. You know, so. But yeah, Child's Play, my number five. All right. So, I am excited for my number five here uh, because it was switched. Like a lot of times, I am. Like a lot of times on on my list, I switch things up a lot, right? Um, And list numbers change. This one's a weird one because it switched from my dishonorable to my number five to my dishonorable to my number five. Okay. So that is kind of the weird thing here. but I want to talk about it for a specific reason. Um, this is The Haunting in Connecticut. Okay. Damn. So... Another one I almost watched. The Haunting in Connecticut. The film is over the top and kind of ridiculous and laughably bad in some areas. Uh, but it's essentially a story about a boy who has cancer and he's then starting to become possessed by like a demon after they move into a house to be closer to the hospital where he's treated. That's the film. The actual story is more absurd than anything in the movie. Uh, This family moves into this house that had had tons of previous owners and has had tons of previous owners since, or renters, it's it's always renters. Um, And they claim that for two years, two years, they are haunted by demons, there's possessions, there's attacks, there's doors being slammed. No one else has ever claimed this in this house. Not every, not anyone since, not anyone before. They also lived there for two years, which is a crazy amount of time to live there. But funny enough, even the parents went as far as saying as they were sexually assaulted by demons cool. in the house, which is a weird point for them to bring up. Let me, let um, me backtrack and say, I didn't mean to say cool. Oh, right. That was just a weird... <laughs> It was like, that's just a weirdly specific like like, yeah. Yeah. The, I didn't think you were like now I'm interested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. But I just want to say <laughs> it's so there. rare that you hear demons sexually assaulted us. Yeah. You so rarely hear something like that. But to make things even worse, this was an Ed and Lorraine Warren case. Oh really? Yes, yeah, it was. I so did this is a really interesting thing about this. But here's why it's on my top five and not my dishonorable. They, Ed, Ed and Lorraine Warren hired a writer for this for this story, and he was supposed to come in and make a novelization, a nonfiction novelization of what happened to this family. But he said that he interviewed the family, and none of them had the same story, even remotely. So then he got the gist of this didn't happen. So he goes to Ed Warren and he says, "Hey, they're not telling the truth. They're giving me all kinds of crazy stories." And Ed tells him, 
um, according to the author, Ed tells him, yeah, they're crazy, so make up as much scary stuff as you can and just make the book as scary as possible. But what this story did to me is Ed and Lorraine Warren are, consider, are considered like quintessential in the supernatural yeah. community. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're pretty But big. when they're telling a writer to embellish a nonfiction book to make it as scary as possible, then you have to then wonder how true are the other stories that they're telling. Yeah. Because it's not that he said make it a fiction book. He still wanted it to be true. He still wanted to, to write it off as a true story. Just make it scary. But make it scary and embellish as much as possible if you have to. So I just thought it was an interesting point because you have two very important people. So they embellished the book to make the book scary? They, they lied about the, the true story yeah. that's written down. So okay. Ed and Lorraine Warren had the author lie about the events okay. that actually occurred. So most of the events that we know of didn't even remotely happen. They were made up by the author. He said he went and he did that exact thing, which I can't blame him. You're hired to write a book, so yeah. you're going to do that. But So that makes just, more sense for a movie to like embellish like the movie from a book. Right, but, but no, no. The, actual, the only account that we have of it written down is embellished and yeah. told to be embellished by the pinnacle of the supernatural community. And then they went and made a bad movie. And now they, now they went and made a bad movie. But Ed and Lorraine Warren also gave us so many true stories, you know, yeah. in air quotes. And it's, yeah. it's hard to say now. Yeah, that kind of bums me out because, like, the first right. thing I thought was, like, I really, like, the Annabelle story intrigues me. Like, the actual Annabelle story. Yeah. And I'm like, man. Not that it's, I'm like, it's, it, you know, it's, I mean, it's gospel. It's true. Just all like, the stories they worked on, everything from Amityville to Annabelle to the, yeah. the thing yeah. in the UK. Yeah. In and, fields, and now, yeah. I mean, everything now that I've, I've heard from them. Yep. is in question and it, yep. it's not like it wasn't already but now it's way more yeah. to the point where I don't know like it, it broke a lot of trust there for like them actually believing and stuff thanks for ruining my uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren yeah, right. yeah I know sorry to go on like a long winded rant on that one but it, it just I s- that's the thing is it breaks you. it's weird it's a weird thing yeah that's my number five I almost watched that one, but I like decided not to because I was looking at some of the reviews. And I already had a dishonorable. It's bad. It was like yeah. I already had a dishonorable, <laughs> so I was like, "Yeah, I might pass on it." So yeah, it's not. That's not. It's not good. <laughs> nice. So uh, pretty strong number fives, I think. So to, far to lead us off. Um, let's keep it going. Let's, let's go to number four. Number four. Um, my number four is going to be... This is the only one that I would consider less of like a horror movie and more of just like a thriller kind of thing. It's going to be Zodiac. Okay. Um, I watched Zodiac and I really enjoyed it. It's... Uh, who's in that? Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Uh, what is his name? Big Eyes. That Jake one. Gyllenhaal. That yeah. one. Big yep. Guy? There it is. No, Big, big eyes. eyes. Oh, I was like... Big nah, guy he's got Jake the, he's got like, like those weird, like nocturnal animal eyes. Anyway, thanks for content. Like, I'm gonna warning. see that every time I look at uh, freaking Jake Gyllenhaal. It's just if like I, the Tom Cruise middle tooth. If I ever discover a creature that has big nocturnal eyes, I'm gonna name it Gyllenhaal. <laughs> <laughs> just because you inspired me. If you guys have ever looked up a bush baby, he yeah, looks that's what I was thinking. Like, you get yourself a bush baby and call him Jake Gyllenhaal. He's a great actor. I just wanted to So the movie was good. <laughs> <laughs> to jump back over right, to the um, The movie was good. The thing that interests interests me about the actual thing is they never actually caught the Zodiac killer. Like they don't, they still don't know who it is. Um, Unless you do, and then let us know. Unless you yeah. are the Zodiac killer, then let us know. Yeah. How are you still alive? <laughs> unless, you, <laughs> unless you know it's to, uh, Ted Cruz. <laughs> and then, uh, 
So, uh, content warning. Getting political. <laughs> <laughs> it says uh, it says that um, he. Cl- so the Zodiac himself claimed up to thirty-seven victims, um, but I th- I don't think they ever. So there were only five cons- uh, confirmed dead. So he he said that he killed a lot more than he actually did, um, or yeah. that they you know that they found so far. Um, there were. Possibly 20 to 28 were dead, uh, total dead. And it, like I said, it's claimed to have killed 37. Um, but the movie is interesting because they follow pretty closely to the actual Zodiac Killer. It's like, I think it's Mark Ruffalo trying to solve the... Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it's Jake Gyllenhaal is a news journalist. Okay. Um, he's trying to solve the crime. He, he gets obsessed with it because it's his company that has sent the first letters from the Zodiac Killer. Zodiac Killer is infamous for taunting yeah, police. Yeah, so that was yeah. the other thing. Is yeah. He sent these like cryptic like letters and stuff, and it says that actually only one of them has actually been solved. Yeah, and here, here's the thing, too, is uh, Zodiac is actually based on the character that Jake Gyllenhaal portrays. He wrote a book that the movie's based on. Uh, that that person. Oh. He was an actual news reporter. It ruined his whole life. This re- yep. research. It ruined his marriage. It ruined everything. Um, wow. He became obsessed with yeah. with what was going on. Yeah. But there's also um, there's been multiple you know cases where people have come forward. Like I know who the Zodiac killer is, but of they've course, never been yeah. any concrete. Yeah. Um, so I don't think just like the DB Cooper thing, I don't think we'll ever really know who the Zodiac Killer is or Jack the Ripper. There is a great yeah. documentary. I wish I could remember the name. It was done by Brad Meltzer on DB Cooper, okay. and I'm pretty positive he solved it. He found a dude oh, really? that looks just like DB Cooper. The, nice. like the drawing. Yeah. Uh, is he alive? He he's dead now. Okay. But he, it's really interesting. DB Cooper's he, been dead for a long time. I don't want to go off on a rant on this. I just yeah. want to say he found a guy who looks exactly like the sketch who suddenly came home to his family with bags of money. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So really interesting. Um, anyway, that's it. I won't. Uh, I won't keep you anymore. I, it's just. I, I will belabor you guys. I wanted to say <laughs> about the Zodiac Killer. There's a really interesting thing. Um, they got a lot of phone calls and a lot of tips on the Zodiac Killer um, back when it was all happening, mm-hmm. and he he was described by one woman who claimed to have witnessed him. Police didn't take all the witness accounts, but they took some of them. And one of the ones they took was that it was a black, that it was like an African-American male, right? Mm-hmm. And he, they, so they were looking for that for the next couple days. Well, a murder happened. Police got on the scene as the murder was finished. A guy walks by them who's a tall white male and they ignore him because they're looking for an African-American male. And then Zodiac called them later and told them that they walked right past him. Nice. One of the wow. most ridiculous yeah. things that's ever... I just think it's fascinating that you yeah. want to add to the horror. And I know that one's like a thriller movie or whatever, it but is. it's got it's some like a, It's like a puzzle movie, too, because you're trying to solve the thing like as... Wall, yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 You, know, you watch them get all these cryptic notes and stuff, and you're like, who could it be? It's like one of right. those yeah. whodunit it, thing. It's definitely a mystery thriller, yeah. um, but, I mean, it falls into the similar category of horror. I mean, just like Seven or something it like that. It creeped me out. Yeah. <laughs> it's creepy. Yeah. I, just, I just want to say that it sounds... Everything that you talk about sounds like a Batman villain. Like, yeah. just like the, the I mean, notes, it's kind of like, like the, the real life Joker. Oh, yeah, no, the, the, the Riddler. Riddler. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's what I was yeah. saying. Like, that's you can even call him like the Zodiac. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't, yeah, that was just my yeah. two cents on it. But yep. yeah, cool. <laughs> so, I figured that one might pop up. Yeah. yeah. Um, Good. <laughs> so, I'm moving on to my number four pick. It's actually going to be a movie that I've talked about many times on the show in the past because it scared me so much as a child and I still have fears from it now. But it's Poltergeist. 
which actually found out is a, uh, also based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that. So it was um, just like basically exactly how the movie happened where, you know, the house is, well, obviously in the, in the movie, the house is completely haunted by a poltergeist and they're getting, you know, tormented. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the, the daughter gets sucked into a, an alternate dimension through her closet and speaks with their family through the TV um, and different stuff like that. But the actual story itself on here is that it's based off of a, like a home in Long Island, New York, um, where like a like a, a family, the Hermans family, was plagued by a so-called poltergeist. So they were running into stuff where um, like uh, this would happen in 1958, by the way. Uh, Bottle tops and lids were popping off. Uh, ornaments were flying around the house. Bookshelves were mysteriously falling over. And one of them on the article that I have is a Virgin Mary figure soared through the air and struck a mirror 12 feet away. So that's a little bit out there in comparison to everything else. It just but. sounds like a frat party. <laughs> <laughs> it does, but, um, you know, so they, uh, you know, they were performing all kinds of rituals and doing all that stuff to try to, like, cleanse the house and do all that. Um, so they finally moved away uh from it because everything like had just suddenly like stopped so the family moved away and uh they believed that it was built on an ancient native american burial ground just like the movie and stuff yeah. but um from this article was saying like there was even more that happened with it because like, i guess the movie itself was actually somewhat like cursed i guess it was like deaths happening on the movie like one of the actresses got strangled by her uh her boyfriend yeah and, uh, yeah and the kid who played the girl um she died Shortly after up, yeah. filming the third film, I believe, yeah. she passed away. The, uh, she was murdered by like a family member. The or something. Uh, the actor that played the uh, the preacher in the second movie died of stomach cancer. So like there was just like after mm-hmm. these movies were filmed, like there was all kinds of deaths and mm-hmm. stuff happening. So like not only was this based off of a house where a lot of the same happenings were, were going on, but like the fact that this like so shrouded and like so many deaths after filming is just yeah intense. One of uh, one of the girls died at the age of twelve, like the young girls. Mm-hmm. Um, it says she was misdiagnosed with Crohn's disease and died of a heart attack during a uh, an operation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then it also says that James Kahn, who was the author of the book, yeah, um, it says that he wrote a line called it says uh, "Lightning ripped open the sky," and he says as soon as he finished writing that line, his building got struck by lightning and all the arcades came on and yeah. started playing. So it's like all these weird things like happening true story around this, yeah. and like the taking the true story and making a movie out of it and then yeah. weird things happening. Yeah. I'll, I'll add to that with one thing about the curse. It's just a really funny detail. Um, it's not so funny. Uh, okay. There's there's the pool scene in Poltergeist where she's trapped in the pool and there's a bunch of bones. Those are real human skeletons yes. that they bought for the film. They did do that. I because did you mention that the last time we brought up Poltergeist? I've mentioned but it before. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah and it's, it's still like, it's still pretty. Creepy. That's why that's why the movie was shrouded in so much controversy yeah. too because of the, the actual human remains and they don't like there's no like we don't know what these human remains were from. Yeah, no. so they very well could have been like Native you know, American yeah, exactly I mean, like yeah, for yeah, authenticity. Yeah. But I mean, they bought them because it's cheaper to buy, or at the time it was cheaper to buy human skeletons than it was. Which to, is just baffling. It's to a me. weird yeah. thing. It's, yeah. it's yeah. donate like, your body for movies. Not to mention the controversy about who directed it. Still, Steven yeah. Spielberg claims he did. Other people claim Toe Hooper did. I believe yeah, it was Toe Hooper. But yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, Poltergeist, just wild backstory and a wild aftermath. Like that's spooky. Spoopy. Spoopy, man. <laughs> Moving into my number four here, uh, we're going to talk about one that we've already talked about, but I'm going to go into a little bit more detail about it. Talking about Child's Play. Yeah. And talking about Robert the Doll. 
Um, so I'm basing this mostly off the first one. The first one's not, it's not, I mean, really they just took the idea of like this killer boy doll and they use it as a serial killer. Um, the story of Robert the doll to me is actually scarier. I'm going to go into a little bit more detail now, but real quick, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. That was my number three. Number so I'm just going to melt. Okay. We can, we can I, melt dude, that together. Five, That's four, fine. Number three. Yeah, yeah, five, four, three. Awesome. Okay. Because I feel like you're going to talk about everything that I want to talk about. Probably. Probably. I have nothing yeah, to say. I'm glad, I'm actually three. glad that we're having the opportunity to go into more detail about but this yeah, one too. It was, it was Robert, the little sailor doll. Yeah. And, and he's creepy. named after the kid. Um, okay. so I wanted to bring up one of the most important factors though. It's one of the creepiest things I've ever heard of a doll story. And it's reported by every person that's ever reported creepy things around the doll is that his expression changes. That is the creepiest thing I've found about this doll is he, he's current, he currently resides in, um, a fort something museum. I can't remember what the, Um, what the museum is. It's East Martello Museum. It's Key West. Oh, Key West. Okay. So Key West, Florida. Um, but he currently resides there and the people there say that he's still doing things like he'll put his hand up to the glass. His expression changes constantly based on what mood they feel like he's in. And he's been known even to like disrupt cameras when people take pictures. So they say you're supposed to ask him if you can take his picture and he'll like shake his head or something like that. It's some weird like thing. And there's been stories like if you take his picture and don't ask him, like things have happened afterwards, like car, car accidents and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I think this is this is one of the cre- – so the first encounter that the kid had with this doll being possessed was it sat at the edge of his bed when it wasn't there when he went to sleep. He woke up and it was at the edge of his bed. Uh, his parents kept the doll – or there was some reason why they kept the doll. Um, something like they tried to get rid of it and it just came back or something like that or it didn't work. Uh, but – it's really creepy because eventually after his parents pass away, he moves in with his ex-wife uh, and he puts that's when he puts the doll upstairs. So he had the doll that whole time. He puts okay. the doll upstairs yeah, and the- people that came over, they would constantly hear what they would describe as demonic giggling and footsteps up in the attic. Yeah, which, which is, is I, I had that same thing. Um, I think the article I was reading was mentioning that like he like came back into the doll at some point yeah. like, after his parents had died. But we'll, we'll see. Here's what happened and then I'll let Josh go with whatever i don't want to mention everything like but this this is the part that i think is really interesting so he put the doll up there because he wanted the doll to have a space of its own because he felt like it would help and he wasn't plagued by the doll problems anymore it just it would walk in the attic or whatever so so you know so he says um but then after he passes away in the 70s i believe or 80s something like that uh a family buys the home and the doll is still up in the attic nobody got rid of the doll nobody cleared it out uh and a little 10 year old girl finds it and she then, like a day later, she's so excited about having this doll or whatever, as the family describes. And then she tells the parents, the doll threatened to kill me. <laughs> which is terrifying yeah, to yeah. think about <laughs> which prompted the parents to get rid of the doll. Of course. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I would have. Yeah, it's, it's, Robert the doll is terrifying. And it's all it's voodoo. Just, it's all like, you know, like the actual story. Yeah. like voodoo and stuff, yeah. which is. Yeah, he's. Like, we don't understand voodoo like but, at all as it is. Yeah, and like Annabelle, like we've made movies about Annabelle, but I kind of want a movie about like Robert the Doll itself. I know if you take another film. Oh yeah, that's right. There is a Robert. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh nice. I, I really want to watch it. I want a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> so don't that's watch fair. it. There, <laughs> there is one movie though that I kind of take as like a spiritual successor to the real story, which is The Boy. Yeah. I would okay. count that as like a spiritual successor Kinda, to Robert the Doll. Twist. I but yeah, e- but yeah. even if you count the twist, again, spiritual successor, yeah. all they're doing is they're like adding to it in yeah. a way. Yeah. 
Um, I don't really have much to add other than the creepiest part for me is that it says um, that he's caused, like I said earlier, he's caused numerous like misfortunes is what it says. It says that he causes misfortunes when people fail to respect him. So right. it's like if people go in there and they're like, you know, cuss at him or yell at him or make fun of him or stick his tongue out, you know, stick their tongue out or whatever. And then they leave, um, things happen where it's like, you know, they get in a car accident or they break their, you know, break their bone or something like that. And it's just really creepy. It's like, I, yeah. I it's almost like this sick, I want to go to Key West and see it, but I'm scared to. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I am kind of superstitious in that way that I, you know, I don't want, um, I don't want to get hurt because I, you know, took a picture of a doll and didn't yeah. ask permission. <laughs> I, I always go back to Michael from the office on that. I may, I may not be superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love that dude. But yeah, I mean, I totally get it. Like, I would love yeah. to see Robert the doll, yeah. honestly, just because I think it's a fascinating subject. Yeah. I don't know necessarily if I believe the stories or not. But I, I think it's interesting enough to go see. But again, there is that there's that little bit of stitious in me, and that is the part that like worries me. Yeah. yeah. Um, the last thing that I'll add is that just I think that Robert the doll for me is a more interesting story than Annabelle to me. I agree. Like, I love the Robert the doll stories. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So. All right. Well, moving into my number three. Yeah. So um, I actually just made a change while we were recording to my number three, and I uh, swapped this one out for a different one, but I put number three uh, as The Conjuring. All right. Um, which I just recently watched, and it was I thought it was great. I enjoyed it. I haven't watched like an actual horror like haunting movie. You just like watched that? it? In Quattle. Yeah. Wow. Like pretty much like all the movies, most of the movies okay. on my list I just watched. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, that was just a fascinating like movie to me of like just everything that was that was going on um, with it. Sorry, I'm trying to pull up my article to like. Did you see the second one? No, I haven't had a chance to. Um, I'm going to. One. I'm going to mm-hmm. because it looks like it gets more interesting, like kind of as you go into the world. I know we talked more. about it in horror movies, I think, but yeah. I personally like the second one better because yeah. it was. I feel like it was more based off of like a real event. There's more to, to the original yeah. event to, for Conjuring Two yeah. than there is for Conjuring One, um, and but the second film's a little quirkier. It's 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 like they drop a little bit of horror and add a little more quirk, which I think is kind of cool too. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm excited. I'm actually like gonna like I'm gonna go back and start kind of watching good. through. And that's when the nun shows up. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like you can see it in the posters, and I'm like yeah. really curious about the whole story of the nun. But it, for anybody who doesn't know, this is another Ed and Lorraine um, yep. Warren. Uh, yep deal so they've been very prominent recently with like in, in like movie adaptations um because they were really prominent i guess during this like during the time that they did yeah. all this with and i think she just passed away like a few years ago right she just passed away this year if i this remember year? right it was either this year or last year i think yeah it was pretty it was very recent she she's played amazingly by vera farmiga in the yeah. conjuring i love yeah. vera farmiga and she does such a great job in this film. i like both of them I do yeah, too. No, I, I love the, yeah, him I liked, too. Patrick, yeah. Patrick Bates? Is it? Yeah. No. Uh, no. Yeah, she that's, passed away in April. Okay. Patrick Wilson. Patrick yeah, Bates it. is from Psycho. <laughs> um, I know him from Watchmen. And you also know him from Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah, he played yeah, uh, yeah, so. Orn. Oh, yeah, really? Orm. Really? Yeah, he played Orm and he plays Owl in Watchmen, which he's great yeah. in that. He's okay. great in everything he does. Yep. 
Anyways, so, I mean, uh, I'm having trouble getting a good article um, for this. Cameron, do you want to... Essentially, what the family... <laughs> I, I was just talking I knew about I could count the on Conjuring you. a little bit. Uh, essentially, what the family thought was they were being haunted by a witch um, and that the mom was slowly being possessed. The children did a lot of claim, um, had a lot of claims that they were being, like, verbally and then physically abused by the mom, which the Warrens were claiming on a huge demonic uh, presence in the home. Uh, as we talked about with the haunting in Connecticut, I now question the Warren's account mm-hmm. on what happened there. And there is very limited, uh, there, there are very limited resources about what actually happened in the home. The movie definitely adds stuff, which I very I would say, much cause like the for. movie didn't portray the idea of like verbal abuse from the mom at all. Like you didn't actually see the mom start to get possessed mm-hmm. until later in the movie. Yeah. Um, but they're like, the spirit is still haunting all of them in the mm-hmm. way of like, um, uh, in the way of, uh, what do they do? Like pop out in the, uh, the girl's room, like making the one girl sleepwalk, um, and like making her sit there, bang her head into the, into the wardrobe, which was a uh, later yeah. figured out as a key to something, but right. you know, so that like, there's that diff- there's already that massive difference of like, yeah, the, the family was highly discredited from what I understand. If you know more information about this than we do, I mean like you, you might know more factual information, totally tweet us or please, whatever. Yeah, please. Um, but the, from what I understand, the family was highly discredited really quickly. The only credit they even had was the Warrens. And again, at this current point in time, <laughs> I don't believe the Warrens, but that's part of the reason why I made yeah. that change is you mentioning that. And plus it made me think about the other two movies that I have. Um, that I liked better in terms of like... Yeah. I will say what gets me in The Conjuring is that moment where you finally see the demon and it's sitting on top of the wardrobe. Yes. And it's just... It's not a jump scare moment. Nope. It's, it's just, just a it's moment. It's creepy. It's just Oh there. my god. I'm getting chills. That, that right part has stuck with me forever. I, I think if I remember correctly, the, the reason I like The Conjuring 2, and I don't mean to keep discrediting Conjuring 1 because I enjoyed it, it's... Kind of like the gateway to all of that. It's the first in the yeah. universe. Um, but uh, I think they also had, correct me if I'm wrong, but they had footage or audio from the infield haunting that they used in The Conjuring 2. From what I understand, they did use real footage. Yeah. 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 So I think that was, I don't remember them doing that in Conjuring 1. And yeah. I think that just added that extra element of like, and in Conjuring, Realism? yeah, in Conjuring Two, they they also uh, shot for shot remake some footage that had been taken for the, from the actual investigation, okay. which is really which cool. Which is really cool, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So James Wan's great. There's I a mean, little more sustenance, yeah. uh, like you're saying, like credibility, I guess, with the Conjuring because they're two. using the actual like, correct. Yeah. Or, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I yeah I'm gonna have to go back and watch. Except the nun, and they just threw the nun in there for some I, reason. I love <laughs> the nun though in that film. Uh, you just don't like I, I don't want to say anything about it because I don't want to spoil. She's not I don't like spoil she's not like super prominent in the film. She's, she's just terrifying kind of, as yeah, hell. Yeah, though. she is, but I'm she's saying like like, the, she's not like the main focus of the film. She's yeah. just kind of. I'll also say the yeah, beginning of the film. I don't even want to spoil the beginning of the film okay, for you. Don't. I'll just say that it's one of the scariest things I've also seen. It's really, yeah, it's not a jump on, scare, yeah. but you're like jumping like when you're scared. Like it's that kind of. It's just yeah, yeah. All right, moving into my number three here. Wow, good good choice though. Yeah, yeah, that that is a great choice. I'm glad you saw it. <laughs> I'm glad you finally saw I it. I am too. It was oh I am too. It was really, really good. Yeah. Um James Wan is just He's wonderful. Oh god. <laughs> There's my one pearl. What that be? <laughs> I gotta say, while you're doing that, I'm actually really excited for my number two and my number one pick. Yeah, so I've only seen Conjuring One Two. There's tons <laughs> of films because there's Conjuring One, there's Conjuring Two. 
There's um, there's Annabelle, all three. Yep. And then and there's the no. And then there's right. the curse. <laughs> there's, the, there's the curse of La Yorna. Uh, is that in the universe? That is also in the universe. Wow, there's really? Conjuring okay. three. Okay. Uh, oh, he's going in order. Am I missing another order? one? I feel like I missed one somewhere. Let's there. look it up while we have all this dead space and you're pulling this yeah. up so yeah, we can finish I'll recording. Just clap. I might add this at the end of the show since we're talking about it. Uh, was, was the nun not one of them? The he nun, just doesn't oh, like I, the nun. I hate the nun. Yeah, I he know, just doesn't. He just doesn't. Yes, want it. it was. <laughs> just because you don't like it doesn't mean it wasn't a thing. But it yeah. ruins everything. <laughs> If I was so to tell does, someone, so does X Men First Class, but we don't. Hey, some don't, people like that. For I some love reason. that movie. I hate that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. I, loved, I don't like the ones after it. I loved Apocalypse, but no one else yeah, liked good. Apocalypse. Yeah, so which is all right. My number three is gonna be Silent Hill, um, which is a movie based on a video game, based on an American tragedy. I didn't know that they made that based off of a video game. I thought it was like the video game based off of the movie. No, Silent Hill was first, then the movies later. But it's all based off of... Um, was it the oil town or whatever? It's, yeah, it it's the, a coal mining operation. Yeah. And I believe it's yep. um, in Pennsylvania, if I remember right. Yeah, uh, Centralia, Pennsylvania. So there's a town yep. that uh, had a mine beneath it. And it was thriving. had like 2,000 people in the town. All this kind of stuff, right? Here's the crazy thing about this. The mine just sporadically caught fire and giant cracks in the ground opened. It is insane. And so this is still going on to this day. The town is still on fire to this day. Wow. Yeah. This is amazing. And there's fumes. So it's so noxious to live there that you need to wear a gas mask to be anywhere outside or inside the building. Sometimes inside the buildings is actually worse than outside because of like the fumes just building up and building yeah, up. Yeah, it doesn't have anywhere to dissipate to. Um, over the course of years and years, people have been leaving, um, but not everyone left when it happened. And in fact, there were still, in a census, there were still people living there. I can't remember how many people were living there um, in like a 2010 so this census. says in 2017, it was had a population of 10. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, so 10 people still living in this town, just refusing to leave. But... They're, the cracks get wider every year, and now vegetation is starting to, like, grow over, over them and, like, contain them. Uh, but it's just crazy because you look at something like Silent Hill, and, like, I think about the movie more specifically because the images in it are almost exactly the images from the town. It's, it's amazing. It's really, really terrifying and interesting. But people lived there for a while. The, the, the reason why people started to leave wasn't because of the cracks opening. It's because a 12-year-old boy fell in and almost died. Um, so people were like, some people were like, we got to go. But to, the fact that people even still live there <laughs> is insane to me because it's considered extremely dangerous to even go. You are, you can visit it technically. If you want to visit, they have a three star hotel averaging about $136. Nice. <laughs> so I looked up Centralia and it's like, there's flights for 400 bucks and it's like, you can visit. It says there's nothing stopping you from like driving there and visiting you. They don't, you know. Here, here's the one thing, if you go to visit, here's the one thing to visit there that's really fascinating. So a couple blocks from the town, one thing was not consumed by a plague, fire, fumes, and that's the only church standing in the town, oh, which still has service every week. And they have no, dedicated only, people that come. And but there's only like 10 people that live there's there, There's only right? 10, 10 people in the town, but people come from outside the town oh, to go oh, to this church. weird. But yeah, so the church Do is... Do they the, call it golden gas but, masks but and but stuff? I, I don't even know. But I think it's crazy because you, you look at Silent Hill and the movie ends 
in a church. It's so heavily pulled from the town of Pennsylvania. Not a lot of people know about it. And I think it's really, really crazy because it's an insane disaster that happened. And it's basically, if you watch this film, the only thing missing are like the rising dead. That's the only thing that's missing from the real life town and what we're seeing in Silent Hill. I just think it's really cool. I wanted to tell people about it. And I like it. For some reason, I knew I was aware of the town. I don't know how I knew that, <laughs> yeah. but I knew it was some kind of creepy, like deserted town or something like I that. I think a lot or of mostly people, deserted, I guess. I think a lot of people have probably heard of it at mm. some point in time, but I think it's one of those things that you just like. It's like a passing glance, like mm. it's a coal mine fire. I mean, that's well, that's not about, rare. You hear about these mining towns that were like thriving, and then the the mines dried up or something like that. Somebody moved on and they abandoned the town. I mean, there's but this is so yeah. much more interesting because like the ground is opening up and all this. Stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, it's like Japan had a whole island that was a mining town. The mine dried up. Everybody left in like a day, yep. and, it, and it's just abandoned now. But it's not giant cracks and huge yep. flames and fire. Right, <laughs> that are still going to, yep. to this day. That happened in like 1950 or something yeah. like that. It says that uh, at this rate, it could probably burn for another century. That's insane. I mean, so, oh my God. I mean, we are talking. I mean, if that was 1950, then we're talking. Well, this this a, article a very long time. said it was like 50 years. Yeah. So we're talking like another hundred years yeah. from like now or you know a few years ago. Whenever that article was published, which is crazy. Yeah. Which, you know, kind of to go back to one of our other lists, the places to visit, I believe, whatever episode that was. Yeah. The gateway to hell. Yeah. That's yes. still burning as well. Right. That yeah. Kind of yeah. Me that's of that. kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Where it's just yeah. There there is also I'll just end it by saying there's a conspiracy that the government originally set the mine on fire because they wanted to use the land. And they wanted to build a more thriving city there. Nice. And it all backfired. And, and, now, it just, and now it's just burning. Literally, like it's still on yeah. fire. Yeah. But some people think that the government hasn't stepped in to stop it because they're still waiting for those 10 people to leave. That's what some people <laughs> think, too. Because <laughs> nice. you can't take the town until everybody has abandoned it. Yeah. yeah. So it didn't go necessarily like they planned is another thought as well. Yeah. Interesting thing. Weird town. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. That is actually um, really cool. I, I've fascinated by like those kind of like random like, i like that tiny... it's a video like a movie based off a video game based off of a town yeah, yeah right <laughs> and it's a japanese game based off of an american town yeah number two uh so my number two is gonna be um from hell okay okay i i really really enjoyed that movie um i've watched it a handful of times um johnny depp heather graham it's actually got Robbie Coltrane in it, who was, um, uh, come on, you're a wizard, Harry, that guy, uh, Hagrid. Oh. <laughs> yeah, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, but from, from hell, <laughs> what? Sorry. what is so funny? I'm sorry, just you doing the, you're a wizard, Harry, yeah. like, who is just so good? Oh, I'd be really good at talking charades. <laughs> um... So, right. uh, yeah. From Hell is, is based off of Jack the Ripper, or is pulls from the story of Jack the Ripper, um, who everybody knows. He was the serial killer in 1888 who went around the Whitechapel district in London and was murdering prostitutes and, like, dismembering them with, like, surgical precision. Yeah. And, and they never uh, found him. They never found him, although, just like Zodiac, there's been claims, like, we, you know... We, we have a pretty good idea of who it is. It's between like two or three people, but we can't. Last I heard it was between four people, okay. all of different class and occupations. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
So, but it's interesting. It's like, it's one of the, it's probably one of those things we'll never know who it is for sure. No. Because it's so long gone now. There's, you know. Yeah. There's still dedicated agencies that their entire time is only spent on Jack the Ripper. That's it. And that's crazy. People have jobs that are still dedicated to hunting down Jack the Ripper. Isn't it like way past like the time to even do anything about it? <laughs> like, well, it's just more of like finding him I for mean, the satisfaction. He's long of, dead. Yeah, yeah that's if he's too, not, yeah. then there's the mystery. That's, <laughs> that's fair. But the the book the movie is based off the book. Yeah, which I was is gonna based bring up off the book. Yeah. yeah, the graphic just novel. Right? The graphic novel written by Alan Moore. Yeah. Um. Uh-huh. But it is yeah. loosely based off, you know, you have Jack the Ripper, you have the, um, I forget the name, I apologize to the prostitutes who were murdered, I forget their names, but... Um, the the, the thing I want to say, because you said you liked the movie, mm-hmm. I didn't like the movie. The okay. reason why I didn't like the movie is because I read I the book I had a feeling that was going to come up a lot though. this time. I never read the book. Right. Okay. And <laughs> I read the book, and it's this is the book that made Alan Moore swear off all movie adaptations of his um, books. But he has a good point because the movie is nothing at all like the book. It it, it takes yeah. his characters and the people that he researched. He put a lot of love into From Hell. Um, he researched a ton. He did more research than some people had investigating it. And he came up with theories that are actually theories that are still being thought of now for possibilities into Jack the Ripper. And he, I mean, it's just, the book is huge for one. It's gigantic. And... It, it took him so long to figure all this out and to write all this out. And then the movie just destroys all of it. Mm-hmm. But if you want, I would recommend the book over the movie. Okay. I just want to say that. Yeah. Um, a couple, uh, so content warning. Um, I'm going to describe a little bit of the murders because I think they're kind of interesting. Skip ahead like um, two minutes if you don't want it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's nothing really gruesome. It's more interesting. Like uh, the victims, they had body parts removed. Like he he cut them open and he removed certain parts. Like their heart was missing, or like their uterus was missing, or yeah. um, so. And they said, like like I've said multiple times, they said it was surgical precision. So like the person who did it knew what they were doing. They knew their way around a bleed. Um, they knew how to you know they knew where the organs were and all this stuff. Yeah. And uh, I just thought that was really fascinating. Um, I think all of the unsolved mysteries are pretty fascinating to me just because, They're especially unsolved. this one, it's been so long and we yeah. still don't have any idea. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you just think they're fascinating. I always find, I always feel weird about being so fascinated right. about like murders and unsolved. And like I've been watching or listening to, there's another, there's a really great podcast out there called uh, My Favorite Murderer, if you haven't heard of it. Uh, but they go over, they, they're like giddy about that kind of stuff. And it's just, it's funny because like they embrace the fact that they just love hearing about it. It's not that they yeah. love the terribleness of those yeah. things, but that's how I feel too. They don't it's like, like look up to them I, or anything. I, no, yeah, no, so, but yeah. it's like, it's weirdly just enthralling to yeah, like is. pull yourself into. And this mm-hmm. is Jack the Ripper is definitely one of them. Yeah. Yeah. You can do a Jack the Ripper tour in London as well. So Good all the scenes. my dad did a Jack the Ripper tour. I'm pretty sure that's what he told me. Yeah. So I'd be down. Yeah, it's really interesting. Too. So, nice, cool. I like I like our our picks so far. Um, with that though, I'm gonna move on to my number two, which is starting two that I'm really excited about. Is uh, another one I just recently watched. Um, it's uh, the town that f- uh, that dreaded sundown. 
I yeah. saw that on a list and it made me really want to watch it and I'm really excited and I want you to tell me about I it. I specifically <laughs> saw there's now mind you there's two of them. There's one that was done in like 70 something and then there's the 2014 it's, yeah, remake it's like or brand something new, like that. Yeah. Um I watched the 2014 one cuz I wanted to watch something a little bit fresher. Um I actually thoroughly enjoyed the way that they did this one. I love the way that it was shot like cinematically and stuff like that. I love the fact that they it's not a remake. And it's not, it's kind of a sequel in a way because they actually like the movie starts out with everyone sitting at a drive thru. Because this happened in like this, this actually like happened in like the 70s? 70s, I want to yeah. say, or maybe earlier. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. but like, yeah, so, um, but pre you pre- pre- the old one or the new one? The new one okay. is like, so yeah. like, like the actual, when, when the killings and stuff happen. Because like this is based off right. of the Phantom Killer and Texarkana. Um, but in the beginning of the 2014 movie, they're sitting in a drive-in movie theater watching the old movie. So, like, they're already starting out referencing, like, the new movie, or, like, the old movie. You know, the uh, federal marshal or the, the Texas marshal that comes in later, he makes a comment about, like, you know, like, get me this and get me this, and I want to watch that movie because I've never seen it before. And so he sits down and he watches the previous movie to get, like, I, to, to, to see what's going on and to start, like, looking into this case. So... But it's interesting because they actually took a lot of the like the actual killings and they implemented into the movie. Okay. So like they they killed um, two young people on Lovers Lane, which is like you know one of those places where you go and you park your car and you make out. You know the the whole teen like quintessential teen thing. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. Just yeah. Wanted to tell me <laughs> yeah. about it. Well, you see, when a man loves a woman. Um, <laughs> but um. So then the next killing after that was that uh, an elderly couple or an older couple, not elderly, an older couple at a farmhouse. Um, and then, you know, and one of them happened on the Texas side. The other one happened on the Arkansas side. Because this is like Texarkana is literally a city. It's two different cities that are bordering each other on the like Texas and Arkansas. So it's really funny because in the movie they have a big town meeting. And you have the mayor and the, uh, like the, the city council from one town. And then, like, the mayor and the city council from the other town. And, like, when the police are talking, they're all in the same police department, but you can see their different uniforms. So, anyways. But this is all, like, extremely based off of the, uh, the, the actual killings that happened from the Phantom Killer. So, I thought that was really cool. I've always wanted to see it. I've never... I was going to watch it for the list. I didn't get the chance. Um, I chose to watch another movie instead, um, which is my number one. So, that was a good choice. But... Uh, <laughs> but but I, I, I've always wanted to watch it. I think there's a really interesting... I saw a documentary. I should preface this by saying that, I guess. I saw a documentary, went heavily into the actual events uh, since then I've wanted to see the actual film. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting, though, because this town has kind of, like, idolized these killings in real life. Uh, they get together every year in an annual celebration. And they watch the... And they watch the film together in places where the killings happened. Jeez. They actually made reference that in the movie. That was what they were talking about. Was like they were talking about the the idea that that brought back the because they were like, like the Texas side is like we're never going to be showing this in our town again. The Arkansas is like we're not going to be showing this in our town again either because the killing started happening yeah. that same night that they were watching the movie on the anniversary of and, these killings. And that's been a fear of people there for a while is that it's going to yeah. inspire someone to go do it again. That's exactly what yeah. this movie does. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's I I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Um, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I did, but I was like, I, I got down with it. And I was like, wow. And I, and it, this makes me want to go back and watch the first one again. Usually I'm not as interested in sometimes watching like the seventies, like eighties, like type of, like those types of movies. Cause they're sometimes like the, they, they don't hold up as well, 
But this movie really made me want to go back and watch the old one. And the fact that it's so close to the killings of how they... Like, they actually did the killings almost the same ways, because... Yeah. I mean, and when you talk about, like, slashers and stuff like that, I mean, like, Friday the 13th may be, like, a creepy film, but it's not real. So, where... I thought about the fact that this being a slasher, but half, at least, I think I want to say at least half of the killings, he, uh, he did it with a gun. Yeah. He killed and him with it, the I mean, it's still, pistol. And it's still a slasher, it's just, it's... It's one of those films, though, that like you look at it and you're like, oh, it's just another like Friday the 13th knockoff. But, I mean, it happened. It's a real it's thing. It's a real thing. It's like Zodiac Killer, but in a small town. I don't know how, like, I, I, like I do want to say also, I don't know how accurate it was, because one of the killings, he does it with a trumpet. He puts a knife on the end of a trumpet, and he has a kid, like, tied to a post. And he's sitting there playing the trumpet, just stabbing him in the back. Like, every time he, like... Dope. Yeah, and it, <laughs> it, it was kind of, that was kind of one of the, the, the scenes where I was like okay like a serial killer like you know i i don't really see a serial killer actually doing that but like that was probably the only moment where i was kind of taken out of it but it was still kind of neat to watch him sitting there like brah, brah, um, in the back it was produced by jason bum so there's that and I think apparently anthony anderson is yeah he is he plays the texas marshal and i saw him pop up and i was like what it's weird. um it's got a pretty i mean Anthony Anderson and uh, there was one other person who was pretty big. Dennis O'Hare, who was uh, a vampire in True Blood, for anybody who watched True Blood. I just, I recognize him from, you, from you, that. You just like yeah. paused for a minute. I was totally waiting for you to be like, you're a wizard, Harry. And, like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it was Robbie Coltrane. That's a good choice, though. I'm happy someone actually put that on their list because yeah. I wanted to. I wanted I to watch get the it. chance. Yeah. I, yeah. I would recommend so, watching it. I yeah. actually like, I had to rent it, unfortunately, to watch it because it was kind of a last minute movie I watched, mm-hmm. but um, I'm happy I did. I'm really happy that I did. So for my number two here, there I want to preface this by saying that there is an argument about whether or not this is a true story because of things that I'm not going to go into on this. For the purposes of the podcast, it's true. Also, it's, it's, an, it's a heavily argued thing where it's like 50% believe it, 50% don't. It's the... It's, it's Toy Story. It's what... <laughs> Wouldn't you just go into, like, Robert the Doll in that case? <laughs> uh, so, it is it is The Hills Have Eyes, um, which that is... That popped up on uh, Based I, on a True Story. On yeah. most of the list I was looking at, because I thought about watching but the movie because of that. But it's the true story that is so heavily, like, filled with tons of conjecture and all this kind of stuff. Uh, it's based on the story of Sonny Bean that I first heard about long before I actually saw The Hills Sonny? Have Eyes. Sonny Bean. Or, or Sonny. Sh- or, no, it's Sonny Bean. It's okay. an old Scottish thing. Uh, this, okay, happened, like... this happened a long time ago, um, and basically it's about this this man, Sonny Bean, who decided to set up this family in a cave that was by the water that was hard to get into and hard to find, and he started murdering people, essentially. Uh, he had a wife, and he, he was murdering people to help his wife in some way, and also uh, like give her, uh, this is where it gets, again, content warning, uh, to, to give her food and protein. Uh, so he starts killing people and then they become essentially a couple that are, that are cannibals. Uh, they eventually have kids, um, after like years and years of, um, killing people and murdering, like, they're just like these marauders in Scotland. And the, the craziest thing about it is that nobody knew what was going on because the bodies were disappearing because he has a cave by the water that it's difficult to figure out where he is mm-hmm. or where anyone like that would be. So people are just disappearing in this forest consistently. Uh, eventually they have children. Those children also become savages and start to kill people. And it's, it becomes the Bean family is like they're like just these murderous. They're, they're like these murderous cannibals. <coughs> um, it gets really heavy though because eventually the family turns to incest. 
that's what I was gonna mention. Is like, yeah. don't they like talk? Don't doesn't the movie heavily like rely on the incest aspect? It of does. So so the hills have eyes. Is if you watch if you watch it, it, it is very much based off of this because okay. yeah. it's. It's, it's just like so heavily derived. It's a cave though, right? in the middle of the desert. It's a family of incestuous cannibals. Yeah. It's really interesting. Um, but but eventually this family was caught because they decided to attack a whole troop of people who then turned on them and actually beat them. So they beat them back into the cave. When police um, at the time, uh, which is a long time ago, but when they actually found out who was doing it, they finally found the entrance to the cave. They go in there and there is just tons of old rotting flesh there's bodies everywhere. Nice. There's there's just like pieces of bodies that are sitting on like shelves in the cave and that kind of stuff. Um, it, it's really a really creepy story. Just this incestuous family that, and, and then eventually he's brought before the courts in Scotland and he's killed. Uh, he is killed for his crimes. But and this is like 15th century. Like yeah, so where it was a while. Yeah. So like the movie is like. In a different more setting, modern, completely right. in a different yeah. time, in a different it's, set It's area. also Wes Craven's more satirical nature, too. The movie's definitely got that like added nature to it. Um, and it, it plays also off of nuclear radiation. It goes into that, the movie okay. does. Weird. Um, because it would have been the time when he made it. It was like 74, I think, yeah, when Hills like came out. I think it's like the Nevada desert where yeah. they're testing the nuclear bombs yep. and stuff. And he's going off of all of that. Uh, I guess what I'll say real quick about it is the reason why people think this story isn't true... Um, is that the story came up about 200 years at, or about 150 to 200 years after it actually happened, after it would have happened. Before okay. that, there are no writings about it. But I read something, and someone put it really well. I can't remember exactly what they said. But basically, they said that the absence of proof is not necessarily the absence of the event. So we have plenty of things in history that we don't have enough writing about. But we de we definitely know certain things happen. Yeah. We just don't have all the information. This is one of those things that we do have it written down. It may not be written down in the best way that we want, but it's one of those things that I think is it definitely leans more towards. It definitely could have happened. Yeah. Um. But I I, th I think it's a really interesting. Especially story. If, like for like the time period too, because like stuff like that like it doesn't always warrant like a written no. like story about it. It's like okay, we caught this like murderous family like. Like awesome. Like, well, you know, and even if it, it even if it isn't true, I, w I want to say this too. Even if it's not true, there is a man, Christy something, um, who who is around in the oh, time. I know Christy something. Uh, yeah, that one. Uh, but <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but he, it was a Scot who killed and ate people by using a hook, a long hook. So either this, either Sonny Bean is based off of that, and Hills Have Eyes is based off of the based off of, or it actually happened, and there were just two cannibals running around Scotland. Which is totally possible. Yeah. yeah. Those crazy Scots. Yeah. Um, nice. So I feel like my number one, I should just put the content warning out in the beginning because I think the whole thing is kind of messed up. Number one. Uh, my number one is going to be um, The Gray Man. It's a 2007 film based off of Albert Fish. Now... I can tell your silence that you don't know who Albert Fish no, is. No, I know who Albert Fish okay. is. I don't. That's right. why I'm being silent, because yeah. I didn't know there was a film. Oh, yeah, there's multiple. But The Gray Man in 2007 is the one that I watched. And so, Jim, I'll give you a... a so, Albert Fish was a man who... He was a serial killer who would pick up children, oh. um, sexually abuse them, rape them, and then eat them. Oh, 
Um, and he would mail letters to the parents describing what he did to the, the children. Oh my god. Um, so that's why I say content warning. <laughs> yeah. For this whole number one because... He was also an old man, yeah, too. Yeah, he was an old... So like this is... I'm showing Jim a picture of Albert Fish and he's just like an he's, old... He is one of the most disgusting serial killers that's ever yeah. graced the earth. Yeah. Which is crazy. <laughs> if you beat out John Wayne Gacy, like... <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, any um, of those guys. But, yeah. so, um, so this is a, this was like the 20s. Um, and this is an excerpt of one of the letters that he sent to uh, the Bud family. Um, he said, uh, I called on you. I brought you a pot, uh, cheese and strawberries. We had lunch. Grace sat on my lap and kissed me. I made up my mind to eat her. And this was in a letter that he sent to the family. And yeah. so wow. I've heard I've heard that letter read out so many times in documentaries. I actually just recently reheard it again on uh, my favorite murder, funny enough, today. Really? Uh, so yeah. this is fresh in my mind, and it's it gets to me every time. Yeah, it gets yeah. to me every single time. Yeah, and so I mean that's why it had to be my number one because it was a I don't want to say a good movie because it wasn't like enjoyable but to watch. Story, no, but I mean, though, still, yeah. yeah, I mean. But it was fascinating because I had never really heard of Albert Fish before I saw the movie. And it just it's a movie that I probably wouldn't be able to go back and watch again just because of the I've subject had, matter. I've had those movies, yeah. And Ooh. um but yeah, that's I don't really know what else to say. Um what, one of the stories <laughs> I heard today about him, uh, mm-hmm. it was someone who wrote into My Favorite Murder, again, the other podcast I was, I've brought up. Uh, I'm not, like, plugging them. I'm not paid for that. But let's go watch them. They're great. Uh, um, watch them? Th- or listen. You know, watch with your ears. I'm going to do that every time. Every time. <laughs> um, but they, they, this woman writes in, and she talks about how her dad uh, recently told her at the time, which was, like, two years ago, uh, mm-hmm. that... His mother, so her grandmother, was actually cons- consistently watched and babysat by Albert Fish, who was their next-door neighbor. She and her sister were consistently babysat by him. Oh, my they, God. He, he never hurt them or anything like that. It's one of those stories that you think about, and, you know, I mean, it's just terrifying. Yeah. A terrifying story. Yeah. yeah. So with that, I'll send it over to Jim for his number God, one. God, can you follow so, that? <laughs> yeah. Um, Happy little podcast. Sorry, yeah. it's October and it's supposed to be scary. Yeah. That's like the scary. Hey, thing. I mean, that that's a solid number one, man. Yeah, that is. I, uh, I definitely agree with that. Um, moving on to something a little bit different from my number one uh, is going to be... So the, I'm going to preface this with saying... Like, the movie itself is not based on any specific story, but it's very heavily based on an event that happened. It's the Chernobyl Diaries. Okay. So, okay. the Chernobyl Diaries... Like the HBO is, show? No. Okay. No, no, no. This is a, a 2012 movie. Uh, oh, wait, was this happened. the one that we talked about with the, that was really bad? Is it? Is it the found footage one? No. Actually, so it's not a found footage movie. It's got some found footage elements to it yeah, okay. but it's not a found footage movie as a whole like they there, there's times where they look at the camera and you you're watching like you you see the movie through the camera but overall the entirety of the movie is filmed um like you would film a normal movie um but this is um basically a 
so the, the, like everyone should hopefully know what the uh, like the, the what happened in Chernobyl. Basically, the reactor melted down, um, blew up. Yeah, basically disintegrated and uh, irradiated uh, the entire you know the entirety of the town, and they had to immediately evacuate. Um, and it's uh, was it Pripyat is yep. the name of the yep. the, the town. Um, so this movie takes place in that town. Basically, these. Uh, Teens, I, yeah. I, teens, late, like maybe early twenties or you know younger, younger people. They go visit um, a friend and a brother in uh, Russia who's living there, and instead of going on their normal thing, he decides to to book them a extreme vacation by taking them to like you know this guy will take them into Pripyat, um, and uh, so it's you know there's like you know the guy's like super super close about it. He's like, we're gonna be there for two hours because any more than that. He'll start to get hit by the radiation. It's going to start to affect you. He's like really like you know rigid, but like he, he still obviously he's taking him in there. Mm-hmm. The vehicle dies, and they get stuck there overnight. And so they start hearing sounds. So the guy goes out and he dies. And so basically the entire like mm-hmm. setting of the movie is them trying to get out of here. And one yeah. of the characters is injured. Mm-hmm. And so three of them leave. They find out what they need to. They come back. The vehicle is destroyed. So now they're on this search. And Dang, like, spoiling the whole it's, movie. yeah, no, no, but like, I mean, like, that's really like, I mean, but like, that's really kind of like setting off the thing where like every, it like, it keeps happening and, and like, yeah. it's happening one after another. Like, there's no break in between. Also, the, Cameron, I think this is the movie that we are it is. referring yeah, to. Yeah, it is. It's not yeah. a found footage movie, though. So, it, I liked it, though. It is and it isn't. Uh, it does heavily rely on found footage throughout the film every now and then. Yeah. Uh, or on the found footage style. The whole film is that shaky cam. It is unfiltered type of style where it feels like there's That's someone That's why I thought it was a film like they're following by a camera crew. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's definitely a gray line between found footage and real... Like, but I wanted at the he, end for there to be someone holding a camera, but, yeah. Yeah, but the, the ending was... I, I mean, the ending was intense for me. I like the movie a lot. Um, I like ignoring the found footage style because I can get past that on certain stuff. Mm-hmm. I liked the way that this movie was. It was actually kind of one of those was like, whoa, oh. And I had like moments where it was like stuff that kept happening and like you never actually see the stuff that's attacking mm-hmm. them until the end and even then you get a glimpse. I think uh, I enjoyed the movie. It was fun. I... I'm fascinated by like the whole Chernobyl thing and Pripyat and that's and part that of the stuff. reason why I think I put that as my number one. And before Chernobyl on HBO, there really wasn't a lot Mm-mm. of like Chernobyl-based movies, and the yeah. fact that they made a horror movie out of it was kind of interesting. Because I've so. talked about Chernobyl on our places to visit mm-hmm. list before yeah. too, so I'm like fascinated with like the whole Chernobyl like yeah. stuff. Anyway, so I'm like that's why this one made number one, just because not only did I enjoy the movie, but I'm like I like the idea of like. I don't know. I like the way they did the movie. I like what it, mm-hmm. like the the event that it's, it's obviously kind of based off of, or like the it's, setting is based off of. It's yeah. truly the facts in the film that are the scariest thing, um, yeah. like animals being deformed. Uh, yeah. The yeah. fact that he, the, the the one thing they don't bring up in the movie is that the dust, or they don't talk about very much, is that the dust on everything in Chernobyl is extreme or everything around Chernobyl is extremely radioactive so even though the air might not be and you could walk around if you were to breathe in any of the thick dust on anything you I mean it's not safe at all it's extremely dangerous they uh so actually the guy that takes them in on the tour into there he like 
is spitting out like facts of like exactly what happened on Chernobyl. So he gives you the breakdown of what happened yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Um, one of the guys is trying to take something, and he turns around. And he's like, "No, like that is irradiated. Like you will, you will, like something will happen." Blah blah blah. You know, there's people who have taken stuff. Like as soon as this happened, it got looted, and people started getting sick and dying because they they were in possession of these objects. Yeah. It's it's also an important topic because of Japan, and Japan is having the same problem right now. But Japan yeah. is way more radiated because of their nuclear reactor than Chernobyl is. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, Chernobyl, there's there's been a spike well, in radiation. So like Chernobyl's also been a which lot is also longer weird. than. Well, so it's like, it's but like, it's the Japan one is worse than Chernobyl ever was because it's also in the ocean oh. and it's leaking into our ocean. Say, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a there's a great documentary show I recommend, especially in October, uh, called Dark Tourist on Netflix. Yep. Fantastic. He goes to Japan, uh, David Ferrier, yep. and they he talk about Fukushima. they talk about like the the radiation that's there. And at one point, they're showing the radiation the go Geiger, up and up and yeah. up. And the Geiger counter is higher than anything you get in Chernobyl. It, at one point, it starts to get as high as what you find at the reactor mm-hmm. in Chernobyl. It's so yeah, it is an point, important topic now as well because it's still something that's happening. And it's yeah. he does he does extreme tourism. Yeah, so okay. he goes to these crazy places like he went to. Um, um, the place with, uh, I don't remember. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Pablo Escobar. Yep. Yeah. And Pablo Escobar's uh, Hitman. Well, yep. It's his Hitman. Yep. Yep. What's yep. the name of that show again? Dark Tourist. It is amazing. I've We're binge watched the whole. a bunch of shows. I will I'm actually writing it down yeah. right now because I want to watch it. I, I, After I, I finish. My girlfriend and I, we binge watched it in a week because yeah, it's, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think at some point he like. They, they're holding the Geiger and they're on a tour bus or something like that and he actually wants to turn around because it's starting to get so unsafe. Yeah, it's it's so, a really... Yeah, it's fascinating. It's so yeah. good. Chernobyl yeah. Diaries, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I, I had a feeling that one was, wasn't going to go over super well with you guys, but I'm like, I don't... Yeah, it's a movie I mean, that I enjoyed. I like the story. Well, and we're talking about the events too. Yeah, I mean, the, the I mean that's one thing. It's like the Chernobyl event is... things ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, uh, so ending off our number ones here, I'm going to go back into something, but again in a little more detail that we've already talked about, and I'm going to go over Emily Rose. Um, oh, so, nice. Yeah, okay. That was just, unexpected. Yeah. So I've been wa- I had been wanting to see The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Didn't really have the chance. So I was trying to wait for it to be free. I finally just rented it uh, a couple of nights ago, or last night, I think. Uh, but I rented it, and I was like, I'm going to watch it. So I watched it, and it, it's a procedural, as we talked about, that is, it uses flashbacks and uses uh, court proceedings to show us what either what happened real, realistically or what happened supernaturally. And it goes into both cases. And it's also, I, w- I want to say it's directed by Scott Derrickson, uh, who he's, he's known for doing, um, shoot, he did <sighs> Deliver Us From Evil and Sinister. That's okay. what he's known for. Okay. Um, yep. But he does a great job in this film of, of kind of showing like real world problems with, with this type of thing. And the one thing that we didn't specifically mention is how she died. And this is why this is such a controversial case. It's, it's not like she died naturally at all. She died from dehydration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is how the yep. woman died. And again, this is one of those things where if you really want to see the effects of neglectful homicide, which is what this case really was, mm-hmm. regardless of what the court proceedings ended up doing and stuff like that, this was neglectful homicide. And you look at a picture of how she started, and you can even see pictures of them holding her while yeah. she's still alive. And one, in one picture, the mom is choke holding her. 
and it's and she's bruised. She weighed mm. 68 pounds when she passed away. Again, content warning for this one because it's brutal and it's awful and it's it you watch this poor girl who was most likely epileptic. Her her medicine wasn't helping and that's where the priests got got away with this is because they claimed that the medicine because there were two priests unlike the movie where there's one. Um the the the, they claimed that the medicine wasn't working. She was on the medicine the whole time um, the, throughout the exorcism. But the problem is, is if you lock someone in a room, starve them, dehydrate them, constantly force them around, and they're having epileptic seizures at the same time and epileptic psychosis, you you get to a point where you, yeah. you have to understand that like she had no control over the situation. It's awful. Yeah. It's an awful case. And that's why it's my number one is because it is, it is truly horrific, and I think it's horrific, honestly, that they got off so easily. I uh, I'm sorry, I looked up pictures, yeah, of her, and that I yes. slightly regret that decision because yeah. it kind it's of really a messed horrifying me up. image. Yeah. 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 yeah, it it honestly it will stick with me probably for the rest of my life just the image alone. Yeah, because it's horrifying. Yeah. Um, but if you don't know the story, I'd highly recommend watching the movie. It's not exact or anything like that, but it gives you it definitely builds the atmosphere of what happened, mm-hmm. and also it takes place in America compa- compared to Germany. But it gives you the atmosphere of what happened. Jennifer Carpenter does an incredible job. I want to say that she goes into those seizures and she has these moments where like one moment she's laying on the floor and she's completely still. They built a doll for that scene and the director didn't use the doll because she was so good at doing the pose. She practiced in front of mirrors for hours a day to learn how to do creepy poses and keep completely still. So Jennifer Carpenter, incredible in this yeah. film. Um, yeah. It's I'm going to have to, go I'm gonna have to actually go and watch that one then. Yeah. So It's horrific. Yeah. Nice. Uh... We wow, have covered that was, a uh, lot. Oh yes. my god, that was oh, a yeah. list. <laughs> We've gone into this. Ooh. Yes. And that's going to wrap up our top five um, based on a true story horror, which is a heck of a title. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I am going to bed tonight pretty disturbed. I'm yeah. Gonna, yeah. I'm, gonna, no, I'm not going to sleep very too. well tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just, I'm sorry for ending the list the way I did with the Emily Rose film. <laughs> yeah. I oh mean, my God. Just, that one, I think that yeah. one messed me up I'm sorry most. for starting my list with yeah. the Emily Rose. <laughs> we started and ended we this. We had a good, yeah, we had a good spread in between though. Like, I really, yeah, like, I really appreciated a lot of our choices on that one. Yeah. But that so. is true. What a hell yeah. of a start and an end God. for one of the worst ones out there. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But uh, thanks for staying with us. Yep. Uh, yeah, so for us as a show, we're, we're always trying to expand and uh, get better and do stuff that you guys want to hear. So we're doing polls, we're doing posts. Um, you know, we want interaction with you guys. So if you want to vote on our polls or comment stuff that we can talk about on the show, um, we're always open to that and we actually encourage it. Yeah. Um, and we're always trying to put out, I mean, just like as much, we're thinking of new content and all kinds of stuff. Uh, our honorable and dishonorable this time will be a mini-sode uh, that we'll put up later than the than this podcast. Um, it'll come out a couple days later, most likely, probably yep. on like a Friday or something like that. Yep. Um, so I'll be looking out for that one as well because we've got some really interesting ones on there. Also, if that's a thing that you guys would like to see, we're open to that. Yeah, we yeah, can start we doing can go a more... list on Wednesday and then honorable dishonorable on Friday. Because we can go more. We can if we do it that way, we can go more into our yeah. picks, our top five picks and yeah, stuff. And yeah. Then... So if that's something you wanna, you're, you're down to do. We're down to 
or to listen or if you ever just like one of the topics and you want us to like expand or we go at it more episodes that way too yeah, yeah i mean something yeah. like that like if you, we could easily do a mini-sode in a lot oh, of those yeah. types of cases yep. so, yeah cool so uh with that being said you can find us on social media at list this podcast you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter and for me personally you can find me on twitter at jaws x bird I'm on Twitter as the Cameron guy, and you can follow me on Twitter at Hold Majimbles. For all of us at List This, uh, we'll see you next time where we list and you listen. Thanks, guys. See you later. See you later.